You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Happy Thursday, everyone. Thank you for being with us. Aaron Hawksworth, Joe Ostrowski with you. And we continue a little NFL draft combine talk as we wait for Kevin Cole. And I, I have the same feeling as you, Joe. I would not be surprised if the Jalen Carter news that we heard yesterday doesn't affect him all that much. It not only because of the reports that I'm hearing from, you know, people behind the scenes and different articles, but also what you brought up, the timing. By the time the draft happens, maybe this doesn't seem, and I hate to say it because it's awful, two people lost their lives. But with a little bit of time, I can see some people, like, pushing it aside more than if the draft was tomorrow, for example. I mean, that's the reality. It is. you deal with the, when you have a roster of so many people, you're going to come across some bad individuals. And the way that some teams look at it is, are you going to be available? That's that's all I need from you. Just don't be be an awful person. And that that's what teams are going to try uh, near the top of the draft to uncover. And and I guess remove that caveat because with the chatter that's going on over the last 24 hours, a lot of it is garbage out there that's put up. It is, remember, we're already in lying season, even though we're two months away. But um, the, the slide, how much of a slide are we talking about? We've seen it happen in the past. There's that, that moment we all remember when Aaron Rodgers is rubbing his hands through his hair because he couldn't believe that he fell all the way down to 24. And that has <laughs> driven him throughout his entire career, or at least part of it. Um, it's interesting. I, I feel like uh, some of the off-the-field stuff years ago, we'd see more of a slide. Like all the rumors and talk about Randy Moss when he fell to 21. But what teams are willing to take chances? We, we know this, that if the ceiling is, is sky high, teams are willing to take a, ch- a chance, right? Because this is a sport where... You know, he's at one of those impact positions now, and and one great player can change everything. If you get an Aaron Donald, like, that changes everything for the next decade for your team. Exactly. And if this guy's talent supersedes what happened off the field, someone's going to snatch him up. You know what yep. I'm saying? So it's kind of like I could see someone justifying it. Well, if he slides, this team's going to get him, so we might as well just grab him here, you know? Um so it's hard. You know, he's young, clearly made a mistake, huge mistake. 
I'm all for second chances, but it's just, this is a very devastating tragedy that has happened and you've, you're in this position. You've got to be th- making better decisions as well. And that yeah. make me wonder what are we going to be dealing with moving forward with this guy? I'm not trying to make excuses for him at all. I, I, I'm not trying to, but why are we talking about this? Because of the result of a dumb action. If, if this isn't the result, nobody's saying anything. If we have reckless driving and, I don't know, college kids doing something really dumb, I mean, who knows? Under the influence, probably that's what it sounded like based on the information that we have, too. Like, really bad. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, this whole, that's what part of this process is going to be, is, is, is this is something that's going to pop up again is he hanging around the wrong people? Is he going to put himself in bad positions moving forward? Or, like we were just saying with John Morant, is he going to find a way uh, to clean it up? So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's the big deal. Uh, sliding down to 16 to 1, 26 to 1. That makes sense. I mean, even if we think the slide's not going to be that much, I don't see him going number one overall because that means the Bears stand pat. They do not move down, which I don't see happening. And, or the other thing is somebody trades up with the Bears to take Jalen Carter. No, the only the only way somebody's trading up to the Bears to get the number one pick is to take a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think also you know his meetings with different teams will have a big impact. You know what those conversations were like. Did they feel like he was genuine? You know what I'm saying? I mean, that would, that would be how I would base my decision as well, because you can tell a lot from someone's body language and how the conversation goes. And so I think that could also have an impact those meetings that he has with all the different teams. Mm -hmm. For sure. Did, uh, you know, in that first segment, we didn't have time to hit on it. Did you want to hit on what happened in college hoops last night? Because I thought it was pretty interesting with a few yeah, different angles. Yeah, let's angle. do it. Let's and do it. Uh, you, you were all over Auburn. Were you sweating? Were you sweating at all? They were up by 17. The game ends up going to overtime. If you're college basketball better, we've all had bad beats like this. Like, you were on the right side. Let's say you took the big dog like, like you did in that scenario. Um, and then sometimes funky things happen over those five minutes in OT where I, I was like, I was worried for your bet for a minute. I was like, oh my gosh, what if they come back from 17, push it to overtime, and then Alabama ends up covering? Uh, they push it to overtime, they win, but uh, they, they do not cover. There's a whole lot going on in that game. Alabama over Auburn uh, win, but don't cover uh, 90 to 85. Yeah. I mean, I was definitely sweating that one, and I was kind of hoping to fade Alabama. Uh, I was happy Miller went under the 20. And a half. I'm not what the hell? <laughs> Why? Oh, because you don't like him. I got you. Yeah, exactly. I was just thinking about being um, Paul's bet. I know. Not for that reason. Uh, but I was already fading him last week when you were on vacation. I was already on that. So, But, yeah, the win officially clinched the SEC regular season title for Alabama. I wonder what happened. Like, what sparked them to go on that run? Because it was not looking good. And I was thinking, gosh, this is finally all, all the distraction is catching up with them now. It's all coming crashing down. We're finally seeing it. Because we had seen Miller overcome all this. 
he was that guy that hadn't been affected. And then I was like, okay, this is it. And nope, here they come. We're going to overtime back from 17, down 17 points. That was wild. Mm-hmm. Certainly was. They're so good at home. Even when they're down by that much, they're like, they're, they're going to have a run in them. Have they, they lost at home? I don't think they have uh, this year. Or like, yeah, their neutral loss to Gonzaga. There's that. They lost at Oklahoma, at Tennessee. And then the UConn loss it back way back in November was a neutral court thing. They've not lost at home. It so. does give me confidence if you're an Alabama backer or have Alabama futures. That it's impressive what they were able to do. They didn't just say, okay, we're losing this game. We're down by almost 20. Like They fought. They yep. scratched. They clawed. They ended up pushing it to overtime. So I think it is impressive as much as, you know, it hurts. I'm sure PJ Glasser's happy since he went to Alabama. But, um, yeah, I don't have any Alabama futures, but I definitely think it is impressive and I have to give them credit. And it would give me confidence come tournament time that, hey, this team could face adversity. They can be down. They can have off-the-court stuff going on. And here they are. They're overcoming it. Uh, I, I'll say this from the Auburn side. They don't have the best record. They're projected as a 10 right now. But they are competitive in conference play. And they were competitive. They're not winning these games, but they are hanging around. They are in there until the very end. And to push Bama on the road in overtime, that's impressive. The other, the other thing, maybe I'm going too far with this, and I do not have a Bama futures ticket, but I would be very concerned. It feels like every other day we're talking about a different incident with this team. And there was an altercation in that game last night with Quinn Early. And multiple Bama players were ejected and a staff member for leaving the bench and going towards the altercation. From an outside perspective, it looks like Nate, Nate Oates has no control over this team. Like, does that happen with the team that has everything in line with a commanding head coach that knows everything going on with their team in control? No. I mean... A staff member's one of them. You don't know that you can't go off the bench to go towards uh, an issue going on on the court with Quinn Early going up against Auburn. Like that—that that was another check mark for me on NATO. It's like I do not trust this guy. Does it seem like he's in over his head as well? Not only the lack of self-discipline from his team and staff, but it's just even some of the quotes regarding the Brandon Miller situation. I was like, this guy is kind of rubbing me the wrong way right mm -hmm. now. <laughs> it's just delusional might be a little extreme, but some of those quotes, I was just rolling my eyes like, come on, man. This isn't a good it feels, for you in the team. It feels that way a little bit. And it, and it's completely flipped on him. Like last year, he was the guy like, oh, this is the next great coach. And then he comes out this year and look at what they've done until we found out all about all this stuff. And it all seems like it's falling apart. Now, they win in overtime at home. They win a conference game. So you don't want to completely tear them, tear them up. But I'm just looking at him like, I, I don't like the way things are trending with this team. Uh, the legal issues aside, just I'm talking about what's going on on the court with Bama. This is not a team that I'll be looking to back, whether they're at one seed or not. One of the things he said last week when the Brandon Miller stuff came out, one of the quotes was essentially, I'm not 
reading this verbatim, but it was like, I can't control what my guys do off the court. But you can no. set a tone yeah. and you, you should be could have a lot of control. You know what I'm saying? That kind of mentality mm -hmm. is why you're in this position right now. You have lost no. control. I get it. They leave practice or whatever, or they're on their own time, but like there needs to be a culture in place that doesn't seem to exist right now. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, I understand what he's trying to say, but people don't want to hear that excuse. If you got everything buttoned up, and by the way, what kind, you know the kind of kids that you're bringing into your program too. That's part of this. You've got to do your homework on all of these kids. And yeah. did, with Miller, did they make an exception? I don't, I don't know. Um, also last night, I, I was kicking myself over this one. Like, God, how did we miss this, Aaron? We missed the, the, the brace send-off. And they were a three-and-a-half-point underdog last night in South Bend, his last game there. Like, oh, man, I just, that was just a missed opportunity. Uh, they go out a winner. Notre Dame takes uh, care of Pitt last night as a dog. And one that we talked about, I, I did have this one, Xavier winning at Providence, another high-scoring affair in this one, 94-89. to 89. Uh, Xavier looked really good. Uh, nice road win for yeah. them as a, also a three-and-a-half-point dog. One that I was watching, unfortunately, wish I could unsee it, was Creighton beating Georgetown 99-59. to Patrick yes. Ewing. I mean, if you haven't decided to fire this guy by now, that should have been the moment. I mean, what else do you need to see? I should have just bet. I don't even know what the spread was because I really wasn't interested. But I should have just faded Georgetown. They've just been so bad. I mean, they, they've been in a couple close games lately, but... I, I think it's over for Patrick Ewing, and that's just the team I would have faded. And then when I saw that on TV, I'm like, this is embarrassing. Yeah, the, the Big East, outside the Xavier Providence game, it was ugly last night. Uh, Creighton was favored by 18 and a half, and they won by 40 against Georgetown. <laughs> and UConn was favored by 17 and a half over DePaul, and they won by, uh, what was this, 29? Yeah, something like that, if my math is correct. Uh, so it was pretty ugly. I, I thought the one you were going to go to is uh, another one pretty close to you. Maryland lost again on the road. We talked about they this yesterday. They can't win on the road. Ohio Jimmy. State stinks. And they got roasted. They got roasted. Terps not good, man. Uh, so Jimmy Ohio needs to bring State his dog wins. on the road to those games. That's their good luck charm. I'm, I know, I have a I know he would have picked theory. Maryland. I know he would have picked Maryland in that spot because Ohio State's not very good. And by the way, Coach Cal loses as a uh, as a heavy favorite last night. Vanderbilt four to one on the money line, plus four hundred, and uh, Vanderbilt takes care of Kentucky. Not been good. So I don't know a lot about Chicago State, but that line was ridiculous. What? 28 and Gonzaga crushes them by like 40. That was another funny, like, wow. Some of these games were a wild, like in terms of lopsided. Yeah. For years, Chicago state has been the team that people have faded. And lately it's been getting a little bit better, but no, they stink. They, they are just awful. Um, so when I saw that score, that, that didn't surprise me all that much. Chicago state's like the team you got, you got to schedule when, you just need a win. All right, we, we're going to need some wins later in the year.
get get uh, get the motivation going well. Get it, get everybody pumping their chest. So let's get schedule Chicago State one hundred four to sixty five. The line was, yeah, 28 and a half, yeah. and it was not close. Mark Few knows what he's doing. He's getting his yeah. guys ready for the tournament. Let's play Chicago yep. State. <laughs> but yeah. that that's why Gonzaga never does well in the tournament. Well, they do, but, I mean, they're always there, but maybe they do need more competition. Come on, Mark Few. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Up next, why coaches on the Patriots were told not to yell at Mac Jones. We go off the board on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. <laughs> 